0: Welcome to The Struggle is Real, a podcast by Family
1: Bridges for modern parenting.
0: Check out this week's episode.
1: What about you, Cap? Your parents were from the spanking generation. You must have a war story or two.
2: I suppose. I suppose.
1: Well, tell us one.
3: Shannon and I do not hit our children. You
1: hit my son.
3: To discourage him from being violent by showing him violence. It... To hit him because he hits when he's angry, it's just about the most backwards thing I can think of.
0: The Struggle is Real podcast starts in 3, 2, 1. Alrighty then, I can't wait to hear what that's all about. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of The Struggle is Real. My name is Veronica Avila and filling in for my co-host Omar Ramos today is Freddie Beckley. Freddie, welcome.
3: Thank you. It's always a pleasure to be here, especially when I get to sit next to our very own Dr. Alicia Laos.
0: Very happy to be here. How's everybody doing?
3: Fantastic. Enjoying this beautiful Chicago winter.
0: Oh yeah, it's going <laughs> to get warmer. It's getting warmer, right? Yeah, little Not by little. I'm enjoying the travel. Traffic. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> traffic is the worst, goodness.
3: Oh, I know, but even though it's cold outside, we have a hot topic today, and I believe we may have a few mixed opinions about it. Mm-hmm. Our episode today is entitled Spanking the Ooh. Last Resort
0: that's right it sure is a hot topic now to discuss further we've invited Eva Fleming she's a teacher mother and also author of girl talk a series of conversations for moms and daughters and she also writes blogs for family bridges radio novela que gente mi gente now let's welcome all the way from sunny and warm Hollywood Florida Eva Fleming welcome Eva hello Eva thank you very much it's a pleasure to be with you today
3: oh it's a pleasure to have you absolutely it's all ours so while (laughs) we get the ball rolling let me go ahead and ask you Eva have you ever been spanked and if so do you believe that affected you
4: well I was spanked as a child you know if you grew up in the 70s in Mm the Dominican Republic you Mm -hmm. got a cocotazo once once in a while (laughs) you just couldn't get away from that it affected me a little bit I tell you my mother always did the spanking my father never did Mm -hmm. and as an adult I was always closer to my dad, and I don't know if that had anything to do with it. Hmm. I, I'm going to have to go sit at the strength table to find out.
5: Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, she has an interesting point, though. I had never thought about that. I can uh, relate to that experience as well. I also did get spanked also by my mom. That's so weird, right? By my mom, not by my dad. Huh?
3: It was the opposite for me. My dad was the disciplinarian growing up. My mom was the one that would wait till your father gets home. But... <laughs> No, that's fascinating, and I can certainly understand as you get older that that would inform the feelings you have about one or the other parent. Let's actually dive into our first sketch, which talks a little bit more about how being spanked or not being spanked as a child could inform you as an adult. This sketch is called Fair Share of Licks. (laughs)
2: <laughs>
1: a bar of soap. Are you kidding me? That's nothing. When I was six years old, I sprayed a shot of perfume in the back of my sister's mouth. Oh. And when my father found out, he was so mad, he held me down and sprayed three shots of Chanel number no. five down the back of my throat. Oh! <laughs> it went right up my nose and it burned my tongue, and nothing tasted right for the rest of the week serves me right. I was never mean to my sister again. I
3: got that beat. I got that beat. When I was four, my older brother was trying to teach me ping pong, only I didn't want to learn ping pong. I just wanted to play with the ball. When he finally got it back from me, I got so mad. I took my paddle and threw it at him, and I hit him right here, you know, in the back of the head. Now, it turns out he was fine, but my dad saw the whole thing and I saw him see the whole thing, so I start running. My dad grabs the paddle off the floor, catches me in like two seconds, bends me over and swats me five, six times with the same paddle. <laughs> oh God, you should have seen me. My butt was so red and I had these I had these little W's all over from the Wilson logo was) <laughs> <laughs>
1: But I bet you never threw anything at your brother again, huh? No. (laughs) (sighs) What about you, Cap? Your parents were from the spanking generation. You must have a war story or two.
2: I suppose.
3: I suppose.
1: Well, tell us one.
3: Yeah, or what, can't you top our spanking
2: stories?
1: Can't no one top old paddle by
2: Paddle bite. <laughs> Well, I don't know about no ping-pong paddle, but my father, he was a sour man, worked half his life for the Navy and the other half for the post office. One day, a rabid dog attacked him on his mail route, forced him to walk with a cane the rest of his life. Oh, jeez. My father had big feet, size 18 shoe.
1: Eighteen.
2: In order to find a pair that fit, he had to order special shoes with thick leather soles and tiny nails driven into the lip to keep them from falling apart. I was five years old, a wee pup, the day I took candy from the general store. When he found out, he offered me a choice. Cane, which he could swing with plenty of momentum across my backside, or shoe, which was caked with mud and had those nails sticking out that I told you about before.
1: Wow. Oh, What'd you choose?
2: I chose shoe. I thought maybe the mud would soften the blow or that he'd have trouble gripping and wouldn't swing it quite so hard, but I was wrong. <laughs> I was wrong. Turns out he could grip it as hard as he needed and the mud only made the sting worse. <laughs> yep, many a day I sit and wonder what that cane would have felt like by comparison. Lucky for me, I never found out.
3: Well, you know, spanking can be a little... barbaric.
1: Very barbaric. Harold and I never spank the kids.
2: Oh, neither do me and Michelle. Interesting. What is? Oh, just... it sounds like spanking helped shape the two of you to be the fine people you are today, and yet you're unwilling to consider it a parenting tactic yourselves. Just an observation, but what do I know? (laughs) The good Lord didn't see fit to bless me with children. And my only wife is the sea. Huh. Anyway, my best be getting along. Early morning tomorrow and all. (laughs) This was fun. Let's do it again sometime. Until then.
0: Ah, I'm still in pain just listening to that story. That was a bad one. How detailed that description was. I could almost feel what he felt. It was Mm. horrible.
3: Well, yeah, I think it's difficult to forget those specific details i mean it's such a young age receiving such a as the script called it sometimes people would say a barbaric Mm -hmm. punishment you know that's that's again that's why we said this was um a hot topic you know a lot to talk about here Mm -hmm. so we had brody and hooper both in their 30s young parents laughing and sharing stories from their childhood almost with the you know a sort of pride Mm -hmm. and then we had the older cap a 50 year old sea captain tell a very detailed story about how his father spanked him over candy that he had stolen Mm -hmm. so my question is how does spanking affect a child and then the person they will become later in life?
6: Such a good question. And I think you said it at the very beginning when we opened that this is such a controversial topic. Mm -hmm. And as you heard the skits, they were so different. And because spanking takes so many shapes and forms mm-hmm. the studies that are out there in terms of what's the impact have been difficult to compare one study from another because abuse and spanking is defined so differently from person to person mm-hmm. and um, you just heard three very different examples so obviously spanking can take an abusive turn like that last example that we we all were like wow that's very barbaric mm-hmm. and unfortunately many people have ex- have had that experience and for some the way they've dealt with it, it's been very traumatic for them and very hurtful and very painful. On the other hand, you also see so many instances where spanking um, people will you know, swear by it. You'll see it in social feed. These kids today, they're not being spanked enough. And that's why they're being such mm-hmm. entitled brats, you know, because they've experienced that, you know, it helped them be on the straight and narrow path. And so, so you'll have different takes on it. Some of the research that has come out of some, you know, what they call meta-analytic studies, where they take all the studies out there and they kind of put them together. Mm-hmm. They do reveal that there is some essence of resentment that kids half towards that, mm-hmm. and oftentimes it's because it's really difficult, you know, for spanking to occur and for it to happen well. There's a lot of conditions, you know. There's a lot of things that have to be checked marked. You as a parent need to be. Put your feelings of anger on hold at your kid with the paddling. If you're lashing out in anger, you're basically telling your kid, I don't love you. You know, that's the message that they're feeling at that moment. They're feeling a sense of hate. And so, you as a parent, they're irritating you, and you got to be able to put your feeling of anger and frustration on hold. And you got to do this and you got to do that. And then you have to be on check. And then you have to debrief. And so, there's all these steps that oftentimes Kids will just, when you're ready to spank them, it's because they've already irritated you so badly, you know. So it takes a lot of you as an individual to be so self-aware mm-hmm. and so put together to then be able to, like, let me spank you for this kind of situation and it be a teaching moment. Mm-hmm. And my experience has been that for us parents, for me, for so many people, that's just so hard to do, that we want to instead provide better coping or better disciplinary types of tactics before getting into the habit of just spanking, because that's the thing to do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then you react and overreact at that moment, and then you can't keep that in check. So for the moments and times that spanking has worked. There's this prescribed way of doing it that a lot of psychologists that ascribe to it will recommend. Mm -hmm. But my experience has been that for people to abide by these, you know, recipe, if you will, is really hard. And there's a very small number of the population of the world that can seem to, you know, of parents that can seem to abide by that. And so alternatively, what you see Many more psychologists embrace and today is let's just learn alternative disciplinary tactics that you can embrace that you can become habituated to that are effective that are impactful, and let's just not resort to that because just we don't trust you
0: people with your anger <laughs> if you will Great information. I think you're helping all of us parents become more self aware right and just not go with anger. You said uh, a key word, their resentment. It may not seem like they'll be resentful at the moment, but if you just leave it at that and you keep spanking when they grow up, they're going to build up that resentment. We don't want that. We don't want that. Let's find alternative ways to deal with that. So thank you for that, doctor. Now, we also heard Hooper and Brody talk about how they don't spank their kids. It seems like parents nowadays are recoursing to this practice less and less, which is a good thing. But what can you say to parents, Ava, who feel that this is still the way to go?
4: I'm one of those parents that was spanked and do sparingly spanking mm-hmm. when my children were younger. I think that has to do with education, understanding your own experiences in the past, see how it worked for you and didn't work for you, your personality. So I couldn't spank because one time, when the last time I spanked my daughter, she was five, mm-hmm. I was laughing hysterically because I thought it was stupid. So why would I do something when I'm trying to discipline that makes everything look on does everything that I'm trying to do. Mm. So one of the things that I believe 100% is that spanking should never be done on any children that are above the age of six. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can spank younger children with the paddle, like we said, in full control of your, of your emotions, not in anger, but I don't believe you should spank a child above the age of six because when they're younger, they haven't developed their language skills very well yet they rely on you on your facial expressions on your actions to know what they're doing is wrong or is right but if they run out in the street and they're three years old you have to look at their faces and your facial expression that you disapprove and if you want to take the little paddle and say no we don't do that that is dangerous you can die that way whatever it is that you're trying to tell them But once they're old enough and they have developed their language skills, then you can start socializing them in a more, in a different way. Now they understand language. So you can come up with many other different ways to discipline. That's just my opinion. But yeah, our parents got disciplined way harsher than we were. I was disciplined harsher than my kids are. So I think it has diminished throughout generations. I don't know that sometimes I think it's good and sometimes I think it's bad. But what I've noticed in years of experience in the classroom when I talk to the kids, because a lot of the kids say, my parents beat me. And what they mean is they get spanked. Their parents don't beat them like with rods or anything, but it sounds like horrible when they say it. But what I have noticed is in all those years in the classroom is that the kids that are okay with spanking, that they say their parents spank them. You can tell their parents have a good technique. They're not bitter. They don't feel upset. They just know it's part of discipline. But the kids that are angry, that are bitter, that are upset, you can tell that they have been bitten with anger, that they have not just been spanked. You know what I mean? That the parents didn't manage their own emotions. So I have talked to so many kids on a daily basis, and that's the difference that I noticed, that some kids accept the di- discipline and some don't, and the difference has to be with the parent. Can they handle their emotions? Are they good disciplinarians, or are they angry people? Hmm. That makes a difference.
0: All very interesting and very important points. Thank you for that, Eva.
4: Yeah, and I think what basically what we're saying
6: is you as a parent need to know who you are,
4: mm-hmm.
6: and based on knowing who you are, then you need to determine the best disciplinary follow-through for your child. If you know you're someone that is quick to get angry and you have a hard time managing your emotions and your feelings and you're snappy and you're going to lose control of who you are, don't resort to it's to spanking. spanking because your kids are going to pick up the resentment and the anger and that's what's going to follow with their heart. If you're a parent that feels like you have you know more self-control and you're more composed and you feel comfortable and you have a specific follow-through and your ingredient i'm not going to say to parents don't ever spank because you know in that case hey you know if you have a good system and it follows and it makes sense for you it makes sense for you but overwhelmingly what i've seen is more what we've talked about which is acting out of resentment and acting out of anger and so that's why we say, yeah, let's try some
0: other things. Okay. Well, thank you for that, uh, Dr. Alicia. Let's go into our next sketch. This is Nat in our house. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> you wake up the boys.
7: Let's just go back out. <laughs> no one knows we're home yet.
5: <laughs>
8: oh, Dad. Hey. <clears throat> this young man has something to say.
5: Why are you still awake, James.
8: Go ahead, out with it.
5: I broke the record player.
8: Tell him what else.
3: I was playing with it, even though Grandpa told me not to.
7: Well, you shouldn't have done that. Uh, your mom and I'll decide what to do about that
8: tomorrow. Go to bed. We've already decided what to do. And James isn't going to go against his elders again, is he?
1: No, sir.
8: What are you standing around for? You heard your daddy? Get to bed.
1: Okay.
7: You could lighten up a little bit, Dad, don't you think? Enjoy
0: being a grandpa. What do you mean we've already decided what to do? What did you decide to do? What
8: needed to be done. You didn't. You saw how sorry he looked? You think you would have learned that unless I put a little sense into him? Shannon and I do not hit our children.
0: You hit my son.
8: I didn't touch him. I spanked him. You saw him, he's fine. Wiser for the wear. You'll see. The next two or three days, you won't hear a peep except, yes, sir, no, sir, thank you, sir. You have me to thank for that.
0: I'm going to go talk to him.
8: He's fine. You coddle him. You'll undo what I did. Good. Don't go up there.
0: You will not tell me what to do in my house. And if you are in my house, you will do what I say. Especially when it comes to my children.
7: And you say I'm aggressive? We told you our rules, Dad. If you can't respect them, we don't want you watching the boys. Simple as that. What is all this? Did you see how much more respect he was giving you? He was afraid, Dad. I've never seen him act like that before. I didn't like it. He's a he happy kid. a
8: useful tool. Not in this house. I spanked you. and We both know how much good it did. That's one thing you can't seem to admit.
7: I don't want the kind of relationship we have with my sons. My kids and I talk things out. See how long that lasts. You know what they won't do? is hide themselves from me. You hit things all the time. I know. I was so scared of what you could do to me that I never went out of my way to share anything with you. And every night you hit me, I went to sleep hating you. That's not enough what with the I dramatics. want my to All right, to that's feel. enough
8: for tonight. I think I should be on my way. Me too.
7: Good night, dad. Good night.
8: Oh, we're going to pot. Everybody's just so sad.
0: Good
7: night, dad. Good
8: night. Good night.
0: Wow. Okay, that was Shannon and David, who apparently went out on a date and left their kids in the care of their grandfather, David's dad. Now, James, who's six, broke a record player and got spanked by Grandpa. So many things, I believe, are wrong here. Where do we start, Doctor? Yeah, I know, right? Like, <laughs>
6: Good question
1: here.
0: I,
6: uh, yeah. Um, I mean, there was a lot in here. There was a lot of loaded. One, when you look at the dad and the grandfathers, they obviously have a story of what we were talking mm-hmm. about. Um, and it's just that sense of resentment. When your will is, think about it as a parent, as you're listening, whether it was a spanking type of situation or whether your parents just said no to something that didn't make sense in your head. And you just were like, why can't I play with my friends or why can't I do ABC that didn't make sense? You wallow and you feel resentment and just a sense of Mm -hmm. being frustrated when your will is blunted. You just get mad Mm -hmm. because we want autonomy and we want to be honored and respected. Mm -hmm. And so what we've talked about is, let's see that autonomy. Perhaps the rule is no. Yeah, you can't cross the street without supervision, because it's for the well-being of the child, and you as a parent makes sense. When that child has that cognitive capacity and will, and it's pretty early on. I mean, I've I've seen it really early, where kids are able to understand and we're able to talk to them. When they're able to understand the why behind, and you're able to talk to them about certain circumstances, it makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. And then that hatredness and bitterness is not there so what you see in the situation between dad and And the son is just resentment because his autonomy wasn't respected and apparently it was very often that he was beat for whatever Mm -hmm. rules that perhaps were good rules Mm -hmm. so kids feel like you just blunted me you just cut me short and Mm -hmm. you didn't really respect me as a human being that has dignity that has value that has ideas that has a thinking brain and i think that's what our kids want and when we just quickly shortcut that and we don't take the time to explain, to guide, and to teach. We just give them a weapon Mm-hmm. Then that's frustrating, and so that piece that we've talked about, and why it's important to take the time to teach and guide, and mm-hmm. not just resort to the paddle. And the other hand, mm-hmm. then the other thing that you see here, and the other dynamic is the dynamic of the family, where you as a parent have one, you both parents have agreed, like in this case, they've agreed to not not spanking, mm-hmm. but the grandparents come in and they've got a different mindset, and they discipline the kids that way. And many of us rely on our, you know, the grandparents to take care of our kids. Yes. And so it's definitely a challenging dynamic, but it's a good conversation that they're having and that they what I really appreciate it is that the parents are saying we have this stance and whether it's with spanking or whether it's with candy fill in whatever the circumstance it might be, that as a parent, they're going dually together on a united front and they're saying, we want this rule in this mm-hmm. house and we want you to respect. And that takes a lot, of a lot, a lot of courage. Mm-hmm. You know, it's easier to just be like, well, it's mom, dad, let's just mm-hmm. let it be. Let's just mm-hmm. respect them. And as a couple, you have to come up with your own system and pave that way and establish
0: that and come together and unite united front. That takes incredible courage. Mm-hmm. Now, it seemed like this was the first time that this occurred, right? What would you say to parents that are... I couldn't imagine being that mom. I probably would have gone off just like she did. Right? I would not ever appreciate anybody touching my kids. But if you're going to leave your kids with someone, would you recommend them to say, okay, these are the rules. We don't do spanking. Just go up front and say, this is what I do not want to happen to my kid. Or is that weird? If somebody else is going to watch
4: your kid, it's so good to leave them a list of consequences. We do it in the classroom all the time. You're leaving your child with a stranger. Mm -hmm. Over time, you get to know the teacher, but you really don't know them at the beginning. But there are consequences, and you agree to them when you go to the parent-teacher conference. And you're okay most of the time with it, right? Mm -hmm. That's the same thing with somebody that's going to take care of of your kids they don't know the rules grandpa doesn't know the rules he grew up a certain way and you know exactly what he's going to do because he did it to you and very few Mm. people are going to change so you cannot leave the house with grandpa and expect all of a sudden he's going to change the rules you have to tell him ahead of time we don't think if he does this this and that we want you to do this let us know we will handle it you have to have the conversation Mm. ahead of time
3: Such a fantastic reminder from both of our guests about the importance of communication, both with your children, but then also with your parents. As you shift into a new role as a parent, uh, my daughter is four months old. That's something I'm still struggling with today. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And let me tell you, the struggle is real, (laughs) like we say. But I'm so glad that this has all come back around to communication because that is actually the through line of our final sketch of the day, which is called last resort. Let's take a listen.
5: I'm only saying if you have a better solution, I'd like to hear it. We've tried time out, we've taken away his toys, we've praised positive behavior, we've offered rewards, we've explained time and time and time and time again. He's getting too old for this. He has to learn control.
3: I hear you. I really do. But spanking, it's just... It's old-fashioned, I agree,
5: but maybe No, no,
3: th- wor- th- that's not what I mean. It's just... To discourage him from being violent by showing him violence, to hit him because he hits when he's angry, it's just about the most backwards thing I can think of.
5: Again, if you have a better solution, I'd like to hear it.
3: Maybe if we explain, I mean, if he understands that we are having to change preschools because he keeps hitting other students, that'll make him see that his behavior is inappropriate.
5: We've tried that too.
3: Never on this scale.
5: Because it's never been this bad before. But we have tried to make him understand for so long, and it breaks my heart. Jeffy, those kids at the park don't want to play with you because you hurt them. Jeffy, your friend Steve can't come over anymore because you threw a baseball at his face. Jeffy, no one is coming to your birthday party because you are not nice.
3: I mean, I'd say we look into another psychiatrist, but... Maybe. He just doesn't... Get it. You know, talking doesn't seem to help. And, and he's four years old. I don't want his life to be psychiatrists and punishment.
5: You know, I want him to have fun. It's only going to get worse unless we do something. And frankly, we're not supposed to be bending over backwards for him. He's supposed to do what we say. We have given him more opportunities than most parents would. We have to find a way to communicate that he'll understand. If you hit other people... You get spanked.
3: And it's not every time he's bad. Just when he hurts someone. On on purpose. Right. That doesn't make us the bad guys.
5: Neil, we love our son. We know that. And at this point, I can stomach him hating us so long as it means that he starts understanding how to deal with his emotions and how to interact with kids his own age and why he shouldn't slap you in the face if you say something he doesn't like.
3: What do you think he'll say when we tell him that his school asked him not to come
5: back? I don't know, but this can't happen again.
3: Agreed. Okay. Let's go talk to him. (laughs) Sounds familiar. Yeah, I can't quite place it. But they're talking about their son, Jeffy, who's in preschool and his violent misbehavior. And they're considering spanking as a parenting tactic. They obviously are frustrated and I think that we can all relate to that. Mm-hmm. But have they sought out all of the options? We certainly heard an extensive list and they're certainly thinking about the issues. Is that doctor, is there anything that they're missing?
6: I really liked the skit. And I liked it for a lot of reasons. One, they're just talking about the mm-hmm. concerns that they have for their child and they're frustrated and they're going back and forth on it. And I can't begin to stress how important that is as a parent. So if you're a parent and you're listening and you have a concern, whatever that concern might be, take the time to talk it out with your spouse. Oftentimes what happens is we get sucked into the busyness of life and we don't have the hard conversations. Mm-hmm. So I think this is a great example of them. They're going back and forth and they're not really into it. You know, he kneels putting some opposition and Ellie has different ideas, but they're talking it through. Mm-hmm. And so I just appreciate that they're going back and forth and thinking about it. The other thing is that they actually have a planned thought about it. You see that they're not overreacting to the spanking. And so in the once the examples that we were talking about before, what we saw was this reactive, I'm so mad and I'm so angry and I can't believe my kid did this And I'm going to react. And that's what just feels so wrong in Mm -hmm. the core of who we are. And here what we're seeing is they honestly are looking at spanking as a method to show their kid that there's a consequence for the misbehavior. And they've checked through all sorts of different components. And so I just appreciate that planning component, that thoughtfulness.
4: Mm -hmm.
6: Even scenarios. And and scenarios that. that they're considering it. And what they're trying to teach their child is that there's consequences for the misbehavior. And also they're looking at, let's talk to you know a psychologist about it. So they're really very thoughtful about it. And they're not just, okay, let's just bank our kid and that's it. We're just out of our wits and this is what we're going to do. So I, I appreciate that whole mm-hmm. component. What possible situations are missing? I do think that if they sit perhaps with a third party that can uncover maybe some other things that might be going on that sometimes as parents we're not really considering mm-hmm. there might be a bully at school and kids just overreacting you know why mm-hmm. is it that he's continuously acting out with different people there is training on empathy for kids like mm-hmm. there's actual play therapy that therapists will do that child psychologists will do to teach kids to have empathy for the other yes. and sometimes as parents we just kind of lose our head, and we we think we're doing a good job, and we these parents are doing a phenomenal job, um, but there are just really good techniques today that child psychologists and, and social workers can play out to help kids just have empathy for the other and be a little bit more cognizant of what's happening in the other's view and and take that into consideration. And also just some other additional coaching on how to handle, even as a young child, some social emotional learning skills that Mm -hmm. the child can learn that as a parent, you can help coach them through to cope with that anger and that frustration. So there's some other things that could be uncovered that going to professional counseling can help especially if you feel like you're at a wit's end but again mm-hmm. I really appreciate if this couple decided to spank it could make sense to me because they've thought it through you know, they're having a conversation about it. And as long as mutually they feel comfortable with it, it doesn't feel like what they would do would come across as abusive in that conversation.
0: Now, you mentioned also anger and frustration. Obviously, these are feelings, emotions. And Eva, you are, you developed a curriculum that helps kids identify their emotions. How important, it's called Better Me. If you want to find it, you can find it at familybridgesusa.org. But how important is it for us to help our kids identify and talk about their emotions?
4: Yeah, well, when I started that, I'm going to tell you what. My son was three years old and he was a terror. (laughs) He'd scratched the face of his other older brother, and the older brother is a sweetheart. So Mm. he didn't want to hurt the baby. And he was scratched, he was punched, he was all kinds of things. So. Of course, I don't want to respond with spanking to a violent behavior because the child is being violent. I don't want to reinforce it by being violent back. I do believe that spanking should be reserved for willful defiance, Mm -hmm. not necessarily when they're being violent. So I don't know what to do at the moment. And I don't know you, but we parents, we come up with whatever we need to come up with at the moment. And usually the best solution. So when Ryan was kicking and scratching and killing the brother. He was not quite through yet. I grabbed him by the arm. I took him outside the house. I told him, I'm sorry, he could not live in our house because the people in our house, they have to be loving one another. We're a family. We have to be together. And inside these walls, we cannot hurt each other. Mm-hmm. So... Don't worry, you can stay outside, and I'll bring you all the food you need. And if you want a blanket and a pillow, just let me know. And I close the door. <laughs> because I was Backyard. at and I'm like, and that was just for me to, like, what am I going to do? Like, this has to stop. So I understood the skin, because that was definitely me. Like, this has to stop. And this that's what came to my head. So I'm standing at the door, holding onto the knob, and I'm looking through the window to see what he's doing. And then I'm breathing deeply, because I don't know what to do. I let him out there for like a minute or two. And then I opened the door and say he's starting to scream. And I said, did you change your mind? Do you want to come into our house and be a family? Do you want to be kind to your brother, like a family to one another? And he said, I changed my mind. I want to be kind <laughs> to my brother. I'm like, okay. Well, then if that's how you feel, then you definitely can come back inside. Do you want to come back inside? So he came back inside. And really, that was the last of it. They, did, they do fight. They're both in karate, and but it's more like a, a brotherly thing. Mm-hmm. It's not punching and kicking and hurting the other, the person. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes you just don't know what to do. You're of you. You're like, oh my goodness, what can I do? And some ideas come to you. But one point that I do want to make is when the child is young, like in this kid, it was a child from preschool. You are still bigger than them, mm-hmm. so you don't necessarily have to spank them. But sometimes, remember their their language skills are not. So developed yet. So you have to do, in my opinion, you can grab the little hands and stop them, and just hold their hands tight in the playground when they punch somebody and say, "I'm sorry." You can't have your hands back because you're not using them properly. But the minute you change your mind and you decide to be to use your man's hands correctly, let me know. I'll give them back to you, hmm. and you just hold their little hands tight, and they'll just fight you for a second, and then they'll say. And then you ask them, do you want to use them back? You want your hands back? When they're ready, they'll say yes, and they'll know what you mean. If you see them about to fight, you look at them and they'll know the meaning. Because you are developing their language skills at that age, but you're also having to use some of those more basic skills like animals do when, they're, when their babies run away. They're, you know, you have to look at them with the mean eyes. You have to grab the little hands and be strong. doesn't necessarily mean you have to thank them, but... It's okay when the children are in preschool and when they're young to use a little bit of your power. You're bigger than them for a reason. Mm -hmm. But for all of these things to work, you have to remember that you have to have an emotional connection with your kids. Mm -hmm. The key is having an emotional connection with them. If they have a healthy attachment, they will follow you. Whatever you do, whatever you say, whatever you ask them to do. Eventually, they'll give in. Why did he stop picking his brother at the grocery store when I grabbed his feet? Because he knew that I said so. And we had a connection. There was attachment. If you have no attachment, if there's no emotional connection, they don't listen to you. They don't respect what you have to say. So keep that in mind,
3: too. Uh, Thank you, Eva. Have little
4: ones.
3: (laughs) Thank you. Those are fantastic words. I know I speak for all the parents listening when the advice we heard today, we hope we never have to use it, but I feel so (laughs) much more prepared knowing I have it in my back pocket. I want to thank Dr. Alicia and Eva for all of your expertise, for your advice, for taking the time to be with us today. Eva, I know that you are quite a prolific writer. Where would I be able to find your books and the blogs that you've written?
4: Well, the Spanish blogs that we write are in the gente.com you find some of our blogs in Family Bridges. And that is also where you find some of our books, like Entre Nosotras
0: and Parenting with Purpose. Thank you. Thank you so much. Now you know where to find them at familybridgesusa.org. You'll also be able to find more helpful resources at the same website, familybridgesusa.org. Dr. Alisa, what tips can you offer parents for keeping it real when it comes to discipline?
6: Know yourself, know your child, and know different resources. So if you know that you're someone that is prone to being angry and overreacting, you probably are someone that doesn't want to resort to spanking. Mm-hmm. Um, know that there's a lot of resources out there that provide alternative ways of discipline. So discipline is teaching. We as parents, our role is to teach. And when you think of spanking, think of it as a lots of different opportunities that we have as a parent to teach our kids and to guide them. And oftentimes if we just go straight to spanking without trying to teach them consequences or holding their hand or staring them to a different direction or if they painted the wall having them teach them how to clean the wall Mm -hmm. you know having some specific consequences that make sense um, let's make sure that we are equipped with all those alternative different ways of teaching our kids to guide them in direct direction so know your child as well because each child is different and so as parents what may have worked for one child may not work for another one and we have to really accommodate and shift just because perhaps it worked for you as a child when you were being raised. Mm -hmm. Your child is different. They have a different temperament. Some children are just really pliable, if you will. And so you want to know your child, know yourself and know the resources. And if you as a parent are listening to this podcast and you are concerned because you've seen abusive type of behavior in other children, whether it be your family or even just neighbors or just school children, do speak up. There's the national hotline that's available in your state. Call them up. It's always... An anonymous call that you can make and an investigation can be prompted if you do see a concern of abuse, because abuse does occur, and it's important as parents for us to advocate for the well-being of children.
0: And you can find your local number by visiting ChildHelp.org. Report it if you must.
3: Thank you, Dr. Laws. That's great advice, and that's a wonderful way to wrap up today's episode of The Struggle is Real.
0: Stay up to date with us on social media as well with the hashtag The Struggle is Real or hashtag TSIR. Thank you, Eva, for for being with us. Thank you for tuning in. We're Veronica Avila,
3: Dr. Alicia Laos, and Freddie Beckley. Till next next time. time.
0: This was The Struggle is Real by Family Bridges. For more ideas on parenting, get your copy of The Struggle is Real by Drs. Paul Meyer and Alicia Laos on FamilyBridgesUSA.com.